Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What are their names? Who? The elves. God, I can't remember. I, I think one of them's Sneezy and there's a Dopey. That's the Seven Dwarves. I thought, it, I thought I was thinking it was, uh, I, I don't know. Can I just call him, you know, Bub? You know, I call him, I say, hey, Bub or Chief or, you know, I tell him to make the point. <laughs> uh, I just said, hey, Bub or Chief. Ah, oh, what a brilliant movie. Yeah, I thought you might need to pick me up on this Friday, your favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, that might be one of your top five favorite movies of all time, Bad Santa. I, it's great. I haven't seen it in a long time. I need to probably need to watch it again. Um, the, I know I've told you a million times, but the first time I watched that movie, I couldn't even, I couldn't even like watch. I was curled in a ball laughing with tears coming out of my eyes the entire time. It was fantastic. <sighs> it's a must watch this holiday season, which we, uh, this is Christmas movie season. What brings the family together, like watching uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Bad Santa for an hour and a half? Is is it even possible to watch a movie as a family anymore? <laughs> no, you have to collect everyone's phones. I know. You know, it, it, someone gets up or someone's got to stare at their phone. And I'm guilty of this as anybody, so I'm not, you know, pointing the finger at the rest of my household. But to answer your – no, no, absolutely not. That's what I was no saying. Way. Like, you can all maybe – congregate in a general area but you're you're not going to watch the movie together no. can't even watch a game together it's too loud for some uh some don't like subtitles others prefer the <laughs> subtitles no one can get on the same page no one can even get on the same page to watch the movie Teddy. Yeah, well to pick what movie to watch i mean you can't even get people to agree on that and maybe nothing has changed i maybe that's always been the case except for there used to be a dictator in the family that just made the decision, and maybe that doesn't happen anymore. But I don't know. Yeah, I my son made the choice for us for a long time with the Polar Express, but I think he's kind of over the Polar Express now. Yeah. The how old is he? Eight. Okay. Yeah. The I, five thousand times he watched it between age two and five, I think he he got enough of it. I'm sure eight's uh, old enough for Bad Santa. <laughs> Run that by your wife and see what she says. Yeah, the kid in it probably not much older than eight, but oh hey, wow. Hey, text line. Do you guys want to hear Christmas music today for bumper songs? Sure. Really got nine days till Christmas. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Uh, give me a yes or no, and then give me some uh, Christmas song recommendations. Just make sure that they don't suck, please. <laughs> please, only good Christmas songs that we're going to play today. Yeah. Hey, we got bowl action underway, man. I know. We've already had one Dang. really good bowl game. Um, that bowl game uh, earlier today, the first one of the season, was entertaining. And now you've got Troy uh, playing against uh, UTSA. That's two pretty good football teams, man. Hey, well, two yeah, conference champs. This is a one of the top ten matchups of the entire bowl uh, season. Remember we talked about this? Oh, uh, that crap list that we talked about <laughs> right. two days ago? Yeah, UTS, Which UTSA is – um, it's it's been pretty shocking how UTSA went from no football program to kind of like a perennial top twenty five football team in like zero to top twenty. Feels like you can count on them to win that conference now, or at yeah. least be in the conference championship game. 
Troy had a really good defense this year. Um, I think it ranked pretty high nationally. But, yeah, UTSA's up 9 nothing with eight minutes left in the second. That's important because I know a lot of you are playing uh, Capital One Bowl Mania. Why, why, um, why couldn't OU have just booted Miami of Ohio out of the Bahamas Bowl? Isn't that what we really wanted here? Yeah. Is to play in the play the first bowl game, play hang out in Atlantis, play in the Bahamas Bowl. I mean, they were six and six for God's sake. Go yeah. go to the Bahamas Bowl. It would have been nice. I think it's probably right of all of the bowl games. Like we got a good opportunity, and it's a it, considering our record, we're going to a good bowl. But we really got stiffed uh, for a six and sixteen with who Good we're playing, God, right? Man, yeah. <laughs> I heard Mike Norvell an audio clip today, basically saying, "Yeah, we pretty much have everyone playing for us in the bowl game." <laughs> That's great. I mean, you got Alabama has like a couple of first round picks, like not first round picks like twenty eight and twenty nine. First round picks like three and seven that are going to play in the Sugar Bowl. And um, and we're still trying to figure out who's going to play for us. Good point, Parker Thune. Who built that Troy defense? Anyone know? Anyone know who built that Troy defense that I was just well, bragging about? Uh, our, our boy B. Hall was there. He's a big part of yeah, that. Yeah, Brandon Hall did. Didn't sure. they have – I think they have a linebacker this year that – I. Did he break the NCAA record for career tackles? I have no idea. I think that's right. Um, they have they had a they had a, it was either NCAA record it was some record for career tackles because I remember thinking I whenever B Hall came I was like maybe they'll get this kid to transfer but nope not the case the the spread by the way is now uh, Florida State minus eight. Ah, spread, people uh, are starting to uh, from seven and a half to eight. It's close enough where everyone's starting to look at all the bowl games, huh? Yeah. I was uh, speaking of looking at all the bowl games. I think that the Cheez It Bowl between OU and Florida State has the best collection of two prestigious teams in any other bowl game. Really? Yeah. Uh, UTSA and Troy. OU Florida State trumps that, right? We good with that? Yeah. Uh, Miami of Ohio and UAB, yes. Cincinnati mm-hmm. and Louisville. Florida and Oregon State. Stop me when there's one that's even remotely okay. close to OU and Florida State historically as programs, right? Okay. Wazoo, Fresno State, Mm-mm. Rice, Southern Miss, SMU, BYU, North Texas and Boise, nope. Marshall and UConn, Eastern uh-uh. Michigan, San Jose, Liberty and Toledo, Western Kentucky and South Alabama, Baylor and Air Force, nope. Louisiana and Houston, uh-uh. Wake and Mizzou. Middle Tennessee and San Diego State, New Mexico State and Bowling uh, Green. Well, hang on. New Mexico State and Bowling Green, that's close to Florida State, Oklahoma. Yeah, they were great in the 80s, both of them <laughs> at the same time. Georgia Southern and Buffalo, uh-uh. Memphis, Utah State, mm. Coastal Carolina and East Carolina, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State, <laughs> UCF and Duke, KU Arkansas, Oregon, North Carolina, Tech and Ole Miss, Syracuse, yeah. Minnesota, UT in Washington, Maryland, NC State, Pitt, UCLA, Notre Dame, South Carolina, huh. uh, Tennessee and Clemson, Bama, hmm. K-State, TCU, Michigan, Ohio okay. State, Ohio State and Georgia. Okay. Ohio State and Georgia is the closest one. But I would favor OU and Florida State historically over Ohio State and Georgia. Yeah. 
Because Georgia just had the one. In uh, 1980. 80. And mm. then now they've got two. How many did FSU win in the 90s? They won two. They won 93 and 99. Because they were, weren't they crap before? Before um, Bowden? Yeah, yeah, they were crap before Bowden. So what, they've got three then altogether. Two in the 90s and then the one in 20, whatever, 12? 2013. Uh, yeah. Yes, correct. They played for it in 2000, and they played for it in 98 as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Historically, Probably this is right. a great bowl matchup, and I think OU 6-1 all time. So, you have hey, that. And and if, if TCU happens to win, then that streak stays alive, no matter who it is, Georgia or Ohio State, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Most prestigious two teams in a bowl all year. We'll have that to hang our hat on. All right. Hey, you, you just, you, you get whatever, you take whatever you can get, man. Exactly. And that's what you got. Look at you, like, you were sifting through some stuff to find that one. That was I, good. uh, prepped for about four hours today because there is <laughs> nothing going on today. Nothing going on. <sighs> way, uh, way to miss the Christmas lunch today, by the way. I didn't miss it. You 100% missed the Christmas I, well, lunch Well, I caught today. the back end of it. <laughs> the back end of it? It was wrapped up by then. Wrapped up? Yeah. Well, the che- Luann's cheesecake that I had didn't uh, signify that it was wrapped God, up. Ah, you were like the kid off the end of the bench. You checked in with about 12 seconds remaining in the game. That's when you showed up. <laughs> uh, it was me, freshman year of high school. Uh, was there anything good that happened worth reporting? Uh, Toby gave everyone pink dip. I'm excited to see what that has to I don't to really offer. know what pink dip is. But yeah. I got a Christmas. We're hosting a Christmas party tonight. God, hosting a- two Christmas parties this weekend. <sighs> what do you mean hosting a Christmas party? What does that mean? It means for two nights this weekend. My wife had the idea of let's invite two different friend groups over and let's have the stress of two Christmas parties all in one weekend, <laughs> and let's clean up two Christmas parties all in one weekend. What is it like? Let's have the respectable folks over the first time, and then the people that we don't want to bring around our good friends come over the second time? The the fact that you say it out loud like that, yeah, that kind of does seem like it's the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. It's like, we're going to have our really good party on Friday night, and then all the other people that we don't want like dragging down our reputation, you guys can come over Saturday. Yeah, no, I didn't think of it that way, but now that you mention it, yeah, yes. God, I had to buy two dirty Santa gifts for two different parties. I'm just in a I'm in a tough mood today. Boy, Christie's toy box, you're gonna get like the uh No, I had to buy for the one tonight, I had the deal is you have to buy gifts that start with the first letter of your name. Okay. So my name is Tyler, therefore I had to buy gifts that start with a T. I got the toilet bowl nightlight <laughs> and a bottle of Tito's is how I roll. That's easy. As soon as you, as soon as the rules came down, you said yes. The toilet bowl uh, nightlight, awesome. Yeah, I went to a Bed Bath and Beyond today, and uh, I was all over town trying to find one. Thank uh, God I did. That is brilliant. What is the deal with the Peyton Bowen situation? Um. Well, just to get to the point. Oh, is and he, Russ he, in Atlanta has a quick, uh, interesting text. Kind of weird that Teddy is unaware of either Christmas party that you're having over the weekend. Fact. Uh, I'm unaware of anything that Teddy ever does at his house. <laughs> we don't do anything at our house. The invites get lost both ways, basically. 
Um, well, that's not true. I had you over for the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah? Four so? years ago. Okay. Well, hey, if you want to come over tonight to the Christmas party, I guess find a, a couple gifts that start with a T. <laughs> Might I recommend a toilet bowl nightlight and a bottle of Tito's? Well, hang on. Is this the good friend night or the bad this friend? This is the good one. Yeah, okay. you, you want to be at this one. This is, this I'd is probably one. identify more with the bad friends. <laughs> probably so. No, uh, Peyton Bowen, uh, is he going to visit Oregon this weekend or not? That's that's kind of the latest scuttlebutt there. <sighs> I would say he's probably not going to visit Oregon, but I think everyone can realize what the situation is, that they are um, making it interesting with uh, NIL. And we knew this was going to happen late, right? It makes no sense if you're Oregon to make a NIL offer in September, October and give Oklahoma or Notre Dame, whoever you feel like your main competition is, you don't want to give them enough time to to figure something out to match or exceed that offer. So... Late, you pile on the wow money and and see what happens. So, is it your opinion that if Peyton Bowen goes to Oregon, they will in fact sign him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to visit Oregon though. So there's that. Before you get uh before you get everyone riled up on the text line about that wow. one. Wow. Are you gonna what you gonna sabotage his flight out of I, Dallas? I might I might do that, yeah. Okay. I could potentially do that. Have you have you seen much film of Peyton Bowen or talked to the coaches very much about Peyton Bowen to have no. an opinion on him? Well, I just I I've I've heard um the safeties coach say he thinks he's the best safety in the country in this class. So I mean that's it kind of tells you everything you need to know about it, right? I mean, it's uh, that means he's a legit dude and, you know, five-star kid. And it's interesting. If he takes a visit to Oregon and all of a sudden it looks like he's going to Oregon, look for 247 to put him back up as a five-star oh, recruit yeah. again. Top ten overall player, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, that was that was interesting. Very, very interesting. Oh, him and what Jackson Arnold got, I, got uh, nicked, I think. I, I think OU's going to finish with a really, really solid class. Um, and I think that OU fans got to be excited about the overall depth of this class. It's not weighted by one position. It really is about as balanced of a class as they've had in quite some time. But, 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 but. How this class is kind of perceived by the fan base, I think a little bit of that or a lot of that is going to depend on whether they get Peyton Bowen uh, at or right around signing day or not. That's just kind of like he really is the cherry on top. Cecilia Kana, sure, but you know that one's looking pretty good for OU. You get Peyton Bowen, then everyone's going to say, "Wow, this staff knocked it out of the Blanken Park with their first full class." Right. do you think you said it's balanced, and I agree? Do you think it's like just straight across the board, offense, defense, totally balanced, or do you think it's because I feel like it's kind of heavier defense? But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's just the fact that we it's it'll be the best defensive recruiting class we've had in a long time, and maybe that's making me feel like defensively it's weighted heavily. I mean, whenever you look at the 
like the top five players, you got three of the top five players are offensive players with Jackson Arnold, uh, the Petaway kid, and Kane Green, the big tackle out of Kansas City. So uh, maybe maybe I'm just viewing it through that lens that we haven't had as much star power defensively. That's why I'm kind of leaning that way. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you get Peyton Bowen, you're going to have two five-stars on defense and one five-star on offense. Yeah. I think that, that probably is a big swing, and man – but, hey, I, I'm glad it's that way. I'm glad you think that way. I'm glad that I think that way. I'm glad that that's kind of the perception is, well, the impressive part of this haul, if you had to pick between one side, is on the defensive side. I, I literally do not know the last time that's been the case for an OU recruiting class. Right. And it's been needing to happen for quite some time now. So the fact that it's going to happen with this year's class, I think is a really good sign, man. It's, it's, a, it's, it's probably the best sign that – you know, you could have asked for in this first full cycle from the staff. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, let's hit a timeout. Quick break. I see the text coming in. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439 Air Comfort Solutions text line. Stay tuned. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're in studio today. Teddy's bobbing his head to Last Christmas by Wham. Every uh, Christmas song we play out of the break, I'll uh, I'll let you judge it on a scale of one to ten. Where did you come up with? Did someone did someone text? This is a popular. In? No, this is a popular Christmas song. What is this? Wham. This is Last Christmas by Wham. You never heard this one? I'm sure I've heard it, but I. Yeah. Uh, I would never know who sings this song. Okay. Or, what is it on the 10 scale, with 10 being the highest? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Three? Or Three? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, you need to watch the music video during the break. It'll, um, it'll really uh, the, tug the, at your heartstrings. The band Wham! looks exactly like I expected. A bunch of feathered hair and makeup. Yeah, okay. Last Christmas gets a three from uh, Teddy. Maybe he'll watch the music video and change his mind. Uh, I just love that that's what you thought of. That's the first Christmas song I thought of? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just trying to... 1984 I, release. I thought that that last Christmas might uh, get that sort of reaction from you. That's great. Good stuff. Wham is awful. It's a one, three. Uh, George <laughs> is the man. Good Lord, Teddy. Get with the program. Three. Suck. Wham. Come on, man. <laughs> Who's George? Is that the singer? Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Huh. I mean, I'm familiar with Wham, but I didn't know that George was a member of Wham. <laughs> Here's a, uh, a game called Whamageddon. The objective is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's Christmas classic last, <laughs> last Christmas. Well, we already failed at that the first hour of the show, didn't we? The game starts on December 1st and finishes at the end of December 24th. Nice. What will be the perception if we get Peyton Bowen, Akana, and if David Stone reclassifies, asked the text line. What will the perception be? The perception will be elite defensive help is on the way. Now, what's the deal with Stone reclassify? So he, so David Stone 
is basically a five-star defensive lineman in the 2024 class. Yeah. Played at IMG this past year, but he's from Dell City, so he's an Oklahoma kid. He's making an announcement on Sunday. I guess some think that that means he's going to reclassify. Um, some think that it means he could play his senior year of high school football in the state of Oklahoma. I guess we'll find out Sunday. Hmm. I don't know that I want him to reclassify. Or to come early. Right? Yeah. I, go develop, go play your senior yeah. year of high school, for sure. Yeah. Now, obviously, I don't want to lose a five-star defensive lineman, and if you have to have him now other than never, well, then you take him now. But, yeah, I mean, a lot happens between – what is he? He's probably 17 years old right now, you know? It. I guess there's no better way to develop physically is to go play with the big boys – um, so maybe it is better. I mean, maybe, uh, I guess if you're going against the best and in a legit strength and conditioning program with all the food that they could throw at you all day long, then maybe that is the way you want to want to go about it. Okay, fine. Reclassify. Let's go. Wait, uh, really? You guys never heard of George Michael? Okay. Yeah, I've heard. I, have I know heard George. Of George Michael. So was was that like a band before he had a solo career? Wh- I guess. Wham sucked in the '80s. Still does. Uh, Tracy. Oh, come on, Tyler. You knew George was the singer in Wham. I really didn't. I didn't either. George Michael. George Michael. You're as bad as Teddy. Uh, can't read that one. Six five eight one. But it is funny. Huh. I. They were a pop duo formed in 1981, George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. Huh. Tyler had a Wham poster on his, uh, high, on his wall in high school. Maybe. Oh, 1982 to 86. Sorry, uh, they broke up when I was five years old. I should have known. Which I probably heard Wham playing on the, uh, on the stereo of my mom's 1972 Chevy Nova that we used to drive around in, but I don't re- I don't remember it. You definitely didn't hear it during the 90s because this is the only song you heard during the 90s. Oh, God, I the two things I hate about it. I hate the song and it, how I woke up to it every morning for like two years, and I hate that stupid movie. What is it? Um, Oh, it was Nicolas Cage was in it, right? Okay, well, which Nick, Nick Cage movie are you talking about? It's the movie. This was like the main theme of the movie. This is how it got big. So Teddy hates this song I feel because like it's his, City of Angels. But is his that, is his that sister played this song every single uh, morning, I guess, of every single day for two years, yeah. and he had to hear it. I I happen to think that that's a good song, Teddy. Not so much. Well, uh, you haven't heard it 700,000 times. I've heard it 700,000 times. Still think it's a good jam. Yardbird Richard wants to know if you believe OU baseball attendance would improve significantly if OU built a new baseball stadium near the proposed basketball arena near the interstate. I don't know if Richard's trying to troll here or not, but um, yeah, I, I think just about anyone who builds a new stadium would see improved attendance. Well, you got to have – you can build a great arena or a great baseball uh, park and people might go see it once or twice for the novelty just to see the arena or to see the park. But at the end of the day, 
you have to have like a good product playing there, right? I mean, I don't care really how good the arena is or how good the the ballpark is. I if you're if you're getting smashed every time you go out there and you're watching a bad product, you're not going to continue to go. But on the flip side, you can have a bad arena and a bad park with great teams playing there and people will fill it. So I think the I think the arena or the or the baseball park and the location it's not the end all be all cure all. It helps and it helps, you know, be able to recruit for the future, but you know, people show up to watch great sports. I mean, that's first and foremost to get people to show up wherever you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, Marita Hines Field is not in a easy location to get to. Yeah. I mean, not only do you have to go on high, Highway 9, but you've got, like, the, what, that two-lane street that's right there that can be really difficult to get out of over there by Reeves Park, mm-hmm. but everyone wants to go see a winner, so they always sell out, man. That's right. Yep. But, you know, hey, uh, it, if they built one there, do I think it would help attendance? Yes, I do. Because, I mean, part of it is it's not tucked away out of sight and out of mind, right? If you're driving past a baseball park every single morning when you're going to work, uh, you may say, hey, we're not, we don't have anything going on this afternoon. Is OU playing today? Maybe I'll take the kids over there. Yeah, so I, I think obviously visibility would help if you were to put a baseball park there. Sure. Does David Hicks start day one if he jumps on board no. at OU? Well, he's uh, not probably not going to pick OU, so I would set sail on that one. It's it's always a no until a special case shows up. Now it doesn't mean that. I obviously special cases do show up. I was, I, uh, was Tommy Harris a day one starter? Yes, he was. What do you okay, What do you mean? Yeah. Th- day one starter. His first ever play. He TFL uh, against, he, North, TFL against North Carolina. Sure. Yes, yeah. that would be an interesting experiment. Is to go back, really since two thousand, and find all of the day one starters that were true freshmen. Tommy Harris would be one. Was D Straight a true freshman in 2000? And did he start? He wasn't. A, no, he he redshirted in '99. Uh, yep, he did. Okay, so the amount of um, day one starters for defensive guys that would be, huh? Tommy Harris. Now, there's been guys that have contributed quite a bit. Did Kenneth Murray start day one as a true I, freshman? I think so. Um. I think so. If it wasn't day one, he was definitely starting by the end of the season and pretty quickly in that season. Because I remember they didn't – like he because he was playing edge and they had something happen at inside backer early in camp and they moved him there and they loved what they saw right away. Billy Bowman started day one, then got benched is uh, what the text line says. What about Buki Radley-Hiles? Did he start game one? Maybe. Regardless of who the names are, the point is there. Um, we're having a hard time remembering a whole lot of names. They're few and far between of true freshmen who come in right away and start day one. Yeah. Um, it's rare, but you will get it at, at D-line, um, sometimes corner. And a lot of times – 
whenever you have a true freshman start, it's because of it's it's lack of other capable guys, not necessarily that they are just truly above and beyond. Like Tommy, above and beyond. Sure. Right? Um so it's rare. But it does happen. I mean, wherever Hicks goes, maybe he is a he ends up being a, a day one starter. I, it's possible. But I always my default position is always no. True freshman will not start. Gerald McCoy. I think Gerald McCoy redshirted his uh, first year. I don't even think GK was a day one starter as a true freshman. I mean, that's – and that was a guy that was above and beyond, you know, in, in terms of his career, you would think that he'd be ready to go from day one, but that wasn't the case either. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I don't see any guys in this recruiting class that are – Slam dunk, without a doubt, they're day one starters on this defense. Now, there may be a couple of guys who have a chance to play very early. They're going to have to do some things throughout spring ball and training camp for that to be the case. But I'm not looking at anybody right now on this defense and saying, yeah, they're day one plug-and-play guys. I don't don't see that. Well – some of it's just it's it's hard to know. Here's the thing: is you're talking about nearly eight months of of development time. There's going to be some guys that there's going to be guys that show up in in this class in every class that when they get here and start practicing and start working out, it becomes apparent really quickly that oh my god, this guy is he's going to be better than than even we had had dreamed. And then there's going to be other guys that show up, and it's like, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's maybe figure out a, a situation here because this kid ain't got it. There's a lot of Adrian Petersons on the text line, oh, yeah. guys. Adrian Peterson played on offense. We're talking about defensive guys, yeah. is who we're mentioning here because the question was about David Hicks, who's a defensive lineman, right? Yeah, handful of guys. Um, it's rare, but it does happen. And um, maybe there'll be a guy from this class, maybe not. Maybe David Hicks goes somewhere and starts, maybe not. Don't know. I think he's probably going to go to A and M. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Haven't heard a whole lot of positive news on the David Hicks end in a while. I think David Hicks is going to go to A and M. I think Peyton Bowen's going to go to the University of Oklahoma. I think Tassili Akana is going to attend the University of Oklahoma. Really? Anyone else you care uh, hearing about that's out there? Okay, where's Hicks going to go after he transfers after year one? Uh, Miami. He'll get a massive <laughs> deal from Miami, and then he'll go to Oregon after that. Uh, Follow the money, man. Come on. I like it. Signing those single-year de- deals like LeBron James did for a while, right? Did Smart. that Teddy Lehman kid start as a freshman? Thank uh, God. No. no, he had a drink a drink spilled on him, though, his first ever road trip to yeah. uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, I did not start, but I did get three reps in the UTEP game. How about that? First game ever. Three mop-up duty reps in the fourth quarter. Brilliant stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text line coming, 651-3439. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Buy your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
Is this more your speed? Yes. This was on the uh, CD my mother played on repeat in the house for the entire month of December. More importantly, this was uh, on the ESPN commercials back when you were in school, when they would show, like, Capital One Bull Week. They would play this song in the background. That's what I always think of. Yeah, it's a nerd thing to admit, but, yeah, 20 years ago. I think think my mom also played – I'm sure – did uh, Kenny G was the saxophone player, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think she played – he had, like, a Christmas album. Kenny G definitely had a Christmas album. Yeah. Yes, or has a Christmas album. Played that one. Whole CD all the way through. What's, what's the what, on the ten scale? What's it's the most wonderful time of the year? That's a solid eight, eight and a half. Woo, eight and a half yeah. for it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, now well, I, we're it, getting somewhere. But it kind of is right. I mean, Fourth of July's better. Like I can single out a couple of like holiday weekends, but the. Christmas, New Year's, the whole like two, two and a half weeks that you get, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hmm. And it's going to be eight degrees here, which makes it even more wonderful. I can't wait to see the disagreement on, uh, on the text line of you saying that July 4th is a, uh, is a better time than Christmas time. That, that well, ought to be a lot of fun. I'm just saying, holiday wise, it's, you know, you got good, well, I guess you don't always have good weather. I don't know. I enjoy them both. Isn't that okay? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Brandon Drum of OUinsider.com, he just dropped a crystal ball for Peyton Bowen. Who did? Uh, Brandon Drum, OUinsider.com, just to, dropped a crystal ball for Peyton Bowen. To Oregon? To the University of Oklahoma. Ah, yeah. okay. So I don't know if anything is imminent today, but if uh, something happens on that front, yeah, you'll hear it here and we'll be talking about it. I, I assure you of that. One thing I really wanted to get into today is, man, the arena talk has been hot for us over the past few days, hasn't it? Yeah. And the arena talk, what I found out is it's like everything else, Teddy, you are not going to change people's mind about it. No. <laughs> Whatsoever. You are not. You can be as passionate, informed as you want, but if somebody is dug in and saying, I don't want the new arena, you're really not going to change their mind. Um but it does make me think about the basketball team and the expectations on a year-in, year-out basis. And I asked this on our Ref Twitter page, and we'll get to some of those responses, but I'm curious what fans' expectations of the men's basketball program are on a year-in, year-out basis. Um, if I were to ask you what your expectations are of the men's basketball program, what would your little short blurb be about what your expectations are from? Or what your expectations from them are. Hmm. Expectations. I expect... Now, things... uh, Porter Moser's had to kind of rebuild things a little bit here. It's... But I'm just saying, like, you can look at it from Porter... I'm just... What is this basketball program... From what we've seen it accomplish to what you think it can accomplish in the future, what are reasonable or what are fair expectations year in and year out? I think we should be a... Yeah, I can hear your computer, by the way. We should be a consistent Sweet 16 team. What's consistent mean? Once every three years? Once every four years? Once every two years? Every year? Twice every three years. Twice every three years. Dang. Okay. That's that's some pretty lofty expectations. It is? 
Yeah, Sweet 16, two out of every three years, that's pretty lofty expectations. And I don't hate lofty expectations. You know I like, um, you know, big expectations. But Win two tournament games. How tough is that? Not very. No, my expectations start, like, make the tournament every single year. 68 teams make the tournament, right? And I'm sure here pretty soon they're going to expand the tournament even further. I think that a good place to start is you should be one of the best 68 teams in college basketball year in and year out. Tournament, like that should be the ground floor expectation every single year is you get in the big dance. Well, yeah, ground that's ground floor. I was looking at it from like the like the high end. I I I yes, I expect them to make the tournament every year. Absolutely. Sure. Yes, and I I'll, agree. And I'll say Sweet 16 once out of every three years. Once out of every three once years? Once out of every three years, I think, is fair for this basketball program. Sure. And then you're looking at an Elite Eight every, you know, five to six years. And then a about Final two, Four every How about ten. twice every five years? Uh, for Sweet 16? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, that's good. Twice every five years. I think that that's a, that's a good number. Yeah. Four times in a decade, yeah. In one or two times a decade, See, I, you got a real chance to push for a Final Four or a Elite Eight. Maybe it's harder to make the Sweet 16 than I'm I'm giving credit for. Um, not a basketball guy, you know that. But I don't know. I think that you're, you're obviously going to go through some runs where you are, you're hot and maybe you make back-to-back Elite Eights or make a Final Four, then an Elite Eight or an Elite Eight and then a Final Four. Um, you know, whenever you've got a good group of guys in that that stay in, that improve. And then you're going to go through a little bit of a swing where it goes down and then you kind of ramp it back up. Like, I understand that it's going to be cyclical, um, but I don't know. I just, like, we have to... We have to get caught up in so many areas going to the SEC facilities-wise, man. Oh, yeah. Baseball, we will probably and, – and I don't know – obviously, I don't know every baseball facility in the SEC, but I'm guessing of the 16 teams that are going to be in will probably be – Definitely in the bottom four. Well, you're not close to the other team you're rolling to the SEC with, Texas. That's Dish right. Field is awesome. Mississippi schools, great facilities. Alex Arkansas. Box at LSU is awesome. Bomb Stadium at Arkansas, yes, like you said, Florida, awesome. Florida have really Florida's nice. got a nice facility. Vanderbilt's got a nice facility. I mean, sure. We'll, yes. we'll be in the bottom four. Yeah, South Carolina's is awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, football-wise, we we're not anywhere close to the top. And I know, and we've already made those moves to allocate uh, a ton of money to start improving that softball. We're nowhere near it, but we've allocated uh, funds, and we we start have a big push to have a new facility there. We'll be on our way. Uh, basketball, not there. Baseball, not there. Track is huge in the SEC. Arkansas's really not good, there, right? And track, I think, right. So, like, we are. We're way behind, and we've gotten away with it for a really long time. To be it, whether it was conference or, or you know, just whatever it was, we were able to get away with less than you know a, a lot of other other places. And it kept, by the time it catches up to you, 
and you take a look around at where you kind of are, it's like, oh my gosh, where you're, you find yourself in a panic to get caught up in a facilities race where it's going to cost you an incredible amount of money, right. but th- it, yeah, you well, have to do it. Back to the conversation that we're having, though. Uh, real quick, let me read a few of these responses, then we'll hit a break. Rennie says, winning record every year, Sweet 16 every three years, Big 12 champs every five years, Elite Eight every six years, Final Four every 12 years. Seth says we should be a top 20 team every single year. This year, I think, would be about a six seed. Uh, Brian says, legit shot at the Sweet 16 year in and year out with the run of the Final Four every five to eight years. Border will get us there. So we're kind of on the same, you know, I, I think fans are a little bit on the same wavelength there. Yeah, I think so. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line. Continue to get to those throughout the show. 651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The most wonderful time of the year. Time for peace, joy, and the giving of gifts. And what gift is better than a brand new 2022 GMC from Dorsey Jones in El Reno? Get great pricing on new 2020 Brown O'Haver today. 405-735-5510 today. Let me get to uh, several of these texts here in terms of expectations for OU Hoops. All right. Real quick, what's your uh, 10 scale on this one? Rocking around the Christmas tree. Everyone knows this one. Quickly. Eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half. Make the tournament on an annual basis. Make the second weekend of the tournament every three to four years. Uh, make the tournament future. Okay, all right. NCAA tournaments. Four out of five years in a final four once every ten years. I believe that should be the bare minimum. Final four has been really uh, once every 14 years recently. 1988 to 2002, 14 years, and then 2002 to 2016. Yeah. So we can expect the next final four appearance to be 2030 around here. Man. Judging by the past. 2030? That's just right around the corner, frankly. It really is. Sad, right? Hopefully it's a close Final Four destination. You'll be 40. Uh, yeah, I will be. Thanks. You'll be <laughs> way older than 40. You'll turn 40 on our first conference uh, conference game that year. be great. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Stay tuned.